That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to another weekend bonus episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. I'm Brian McCullough. We did the preview of the Apple services event last weekend, so I figured we should do a debriefing this weekend, especially since it did turn out to be such a confusing event, at least to me. I knew I needed some Apple experts to help me out, so I reached out to Federico Vitici and John Voorhees from Mac Stories. I don't know if the three of us actually sorted it out, but as I said earlier in the week, great minds tend to think alike because Federico and I both had a brainstorm about when we might actually see air power released, if we ever do. By the way, Federico and John host a podcast you should check out if you never have, App Stories, exploring the world of apps. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. in the classic what do you, what would you say uh film review style like uh just generally what did you guys think of the event not necessarily uh what was debuted but just the event itself um i i kind of love the fact that it was so different from other apple events um especially be, because the, i think they set the tone right from the beginning that it was going to be all about services and so we were not expecting you know, the one more thing with the hardware or a new version of iOS. But we knew from the from the first couple of minutes, essentially, that it was going to be all about services. And it was just a different rhythm, I guess, from the usual Apple event. You know, they talked about games and subscriptions for games. They talked about credit cards and then all those movie stars. Um, I think it made some people uneasy. You know, folks who have been following Apple since, you know, the return of Steve Jobs and, you know, what used to be called the Mac heads, you know, the, the people who were super into the Macintosh, you know, a couple of decades ago. Um, I think this is a, the kind of modern Apple that we're going to see more and more going forward. And knowing that it was going to be a different event, I I just enjoyed it because it was, you know, it was not WWDC, it was not an iPhone event, it was something else. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It was, I think Apple did a smart thing by setting it up last week, by getting all the hardware out of the way. I mean, because there were a lot of rumors about different sorts of, you know, hardware that were going to come out. They got the iMacs and the AirPods and they got everything out of the way, which cleared the decks to talk about services. And it really is kind of, it was in a way almost like the debut of the new Apple. I mean, this has been in the works for a long time with services, but this is really the first event where that was front and center and the only thing focused on. I might register some qualms later as we go forward, but that makes me think of one thing, um, and there's been some discussion about this. Do we know why they did this event now? Because the, one of the things, well, let's do it now. One of the things that felt odd to me was there was so much that they couldn't tell us, you know, lots of discussion about they couldn't name pricing or like, you know, titles of specific things, but also it's not like everything was even available. So um, did they have to shoehorn this in now because they didn't want to do it at WWDC? What do we know about that? 
Yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons um, uh, that, you know, they were not going to do a repeat of the Apple Music announcement from a few years ago when essentially they devoted 30 minutes of WWDC to Apple Music and Drake was on stage and the developers in the audience hated those 30 minutes. So I think they wanted to move away from announcing consumer stuff at a developer's event. I also think they wanted to... um, uh, to have the spotlight all about this narrative of Apple as the services company. And also, I feel like the all the Hollywood stuff, all those, um, you know, I, I've been following all these news and rumors for the past couple of years, and it was getting to the point where we knew more from this upcoming video streaming service, from actors and directors, um, you know, having interviews on different blogs and different uh, publications like The Hollywood Reporter and Variety than we actually knew from Apple. So it was getting to the point where Apple just needed to pre-announce what they were working on. So I feel like it was a combination of factors that led to having this separate event. Well, that actually that actually kind of makes sense um, because, you know, one of the things that was weird to me is like they didn't even show friggin' trailers of the show yeah. like the, the yeah. most obvious thing they could do so i'm like if you're not even ready for the trailers then why are you doing this now yeah it was it was a little little odd in that sense and i think the thing that surprised me the most though was that we saw the gaming service this week because uh i was at gdc the game developer conference in san francisco last week and there was a lot of buzz about the service that was coming and i was told at the time uh, that it was going to be in the fall but i really didn't expect to see it at this event even though it was a services event because it just struck me since it's app focused that was the kind of thing you'd see at gdc i'm I'm sorry at wwd or perhaps not until the fall itself when you know the new iPhones come out right so let's let's actually start taking them in order then and and we'll start with um, Apple Arcade Um, so it is interesting to me this idea of exclusive titles and like the curation of it and and Apple actually financing the development of these games and making them exclusive um, so you guys, I, I actually, this totally missed me. I didn't even know that any sort of gaming thing was coming. It was kept pretty quiet, uh, but there were rumblings over, I think back to January, maybe there were a few rumors here and there that Apple was approaching game developers and talking to them about financing games and doing some sort of service. But the details around it, I mean, there aren't a lot of details around it even now. Uh, we, it's not entirely clear what exclusive means. It, I think it means exclusive to the service, yeah. not exclusive yeah. to the platform. But I think, you know, one of the problems Apple has, Apple fell into gaming backwards because there were, they just were making money hand over fist with freemium games, uh, with all the gems and coins and those kind of games. But the problem was that over time, that sort of started to choke out the paid up front kind of indie classic artistic games that were on the store. And I think that once they had an editorial staff in place with the app store, there was a push by the people in that group to try to, you know, clear the weeds a little bit. And instead of getting rid of freemium or doing something that would harm that money making machine, they're carving out a new area for these other games to live in, which I think is a good way to do it because they just need to be nourished in their own environment so that they're not, you know, eclipsed by these other types of games. Yeah, and and I feel like there's also the fact maybe that until a few years ago, um, 
I get the impression that Apple was convinced that the future of gaming in general was mobile gaming, and they were sort of caught, uh, you know, surprised by uh, the success of the PlayStation 4 and the insane success of the Nintendo Switch. And they must have seen how um, a lot of these games, a lot of these iOS games, they launched on the App Store, but arguably they found more success on the Nintendo eShop once the developers made a Nintendo Switch version of those games. And so I feel like uh, in the past couple of years, they must have seen this shift or rather that the, the basically things stayed the same. You know, people are still buying consoles. People are still playing, uh, you know, adventure games and story-driven games. And there's a space for mobile gaming. There's a space for Clash Royale and all those games. I mean, the you know, the money speaks for itself. But also, I feel like Apple reached a point where they saw the Nintendo Switch and they saw the PlayStation 4 and they realized, well, I guess we got to do something at this point because people still want to play those games in addition to, you know, the quick fix of the iPhone mobile game. They also want a deeper experience. And so how do how can we combine that with making money and maybe trying a different business model on the App Store? And I guess the subscription was the an- the answer, you know, the, the Netflix the Netflix for games, uh, which I think is an interesting model. Um, I'm a little skeptical uh, about how money is going to be split um, among developers. That's one of the big questions, uh, I guess. What's it going to cost? Is it going to be $10 a month? Is it going to be $20 a month? And how is money going to be allocated between developers? Um, Let's move on to Apple News Plus, which I think you guys published um, uh, First Impressions with. I I actually haven't uh, even had time to attempt to play with it yet. So what what do you guys think of Apple News Plus so far? Um, so I went through all the magazines that are right, available. which was super <laughs> useful for me to even decide if I wanted to do this. Yeah. The only the only one that's missing that I would want on there is the Economist, but that's the Economist, oh, so I get why they're one. not there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's uh, right now. It's in a sort of strange initial stage in that. Half of the magazines are using the what Apple calls the Apple News format, which is the sort of a fork of HTML that allows um, rich layouts and articles to be responsive on smaller screens and the iPad and the Mac. And half of them are still based on essentially PDF, so um, fixed, uh, you know, high quality but still fixed pages of documents that used to be the format of the old uh, texture service which Apple acquired. Um, And the problem though is that those PDF pages, they are of course uncomfortable to use on the iPhone, but they look great on the iPad. You get these custom layouts with rich photography and um, you know, this. if coming from the print tradition of magazines, you get the same experience but on a digital display. And then you have the Apple News format, which is more co- more comfortable to use. It's responsive, and you can scale the size of text. But most of them are based on these um, templates that I guess you know big publishers are using to convert their magazines to the Apple News format. So it's kind of boring. It could be so much more, but really you get the the rich experience. You get it with the National Geographic and maybe a couple of more. But all the others, they essentially look the same. So. I guess if you're like me and if you just happen to have those four to five magazines plus the Wall Street Journal that you really wanted to have um, in a single application. So for me, that would be Edge, the video game magazine, Retro Gamer, um, Vanity Fair, Rolling Stone and the Wall Street Journal. If you just happen 
to like those and you can say, well, I'm just going to pay $10 a month and I can have them in the same app that I'm already using. But I'm also aware of the fact that folks who love magazines, um, there have been alternatives. Uh, I think one of them is called Readly, for example, uh, and they've been around for years. And the problem is Apple News is still limited and Apple News Plus is only available in the US and Canada. So it's a, it's a slow start. I think it could have been worse. Of course, it could have been better. Uh, I guess right now, if you're a magazine fan and if the offering of Apple News Plus contains what you love, maybe you can give it a try. But otherwise, I would say there's a long way to go. Yeah, I, th I think that's right. And it's, uh, you know, coming out of the gates, it's a little bit buggy. Uh, I think maybe this, you know, this this was rushed out the door maybe a little bit sooner than it should have been in order to sync it up with the other services that were being dealt with. But um, it, it does, the selection is pretty good. I just, I'm not super thrilled with the PDF selection myself because I do like the alternative of reading on my iPhone when I'm commuting or doing something like that. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their air knit underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. We should probably leave most of the rest of the room for the TV stuff, but real quick uh, takes on the Apple card. 
I, I think it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I don't think that the benefits that you get, the rewards, are the best in the industry. I mean, I think you can do better with some of Chase's cards. But I do like the fact that I like the security, and I also like some of the stats and other you know financial management tools that are coming along with it. You know, uh, the, one, the one thing, because I, I don't really care about the cashback stuff and all that, but the one thing that is making me seriously consider it is just the fact that, that they're not going to share my spending data. They're not going to share where I'm spending my money with anybody. And just that one thing would be right. probably enough, especially because there's no yearly fee or anything like that. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, that that's one of the main sources where, you know, companies get information about you is on your purchase history on your credit cards. Federico? Yeah, I mean, um, Oh, because you're not going to be use... able to take advantage no. of it. Exactly right. <laughs> no. Um, but just the I mean, concept of so. it, like in, in terms of even like a thing that Apple wants to do, what does that make sense to you at all? It does make sense to me. I think it's a little odd maybe to see Apple teaming up with the bank and, um, you know, there's already the memes going around, you know, the idea of apple wants to change the world but eventually they have to team up with the bank and you know this huge corporation uh but uh, i mean i love the idea i love the fact that it integrates with with the wallet app on the iphone and i think we've been seeing this sort of um transformation of apple trying to become a bank you know at first with apple pay cash and the wallet app and now with the apple card i think i think it makes sense i also feel like this is going to be one of the services that it will be super slow to expand internationally. Uh, but I hope to be wrong, honestly. All right. This is where I need your help. All the TV stuff. And, and, and this is almost interesting to me, the idea that I, I watched the whole thing, I've had days to think about it, read everybody's hot takes, and I still don't know that I conceptually get what they're trying to tell me they're being revolutionary about or whatever, you know, the, whatever Apple superlatives they like to use. So as I think I understand it, and then tell me where I'm wrong, essentially, the Apple TV app, they want to replace my cable box with an app, like, and in the sense that I can a la carte sign up to any of the channels that I want piecemeal. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, also one of those channels is our own Apple created channel our own apple content is that essentially what we're talking about yeah i think that it is essentially what we're talking about it's part of it is to reduce the friction of getting the content into the tv app because right now you have to download a separate app you have to sign up in that app and then the stuff starts showing up in the tv app but with this system it will all be live within the tv app itself so it's it's a little bit like turning inside out the the mantra of, of several years ago, which was the future of of TV is apps. Now it's the future of TV is the TV app. That's that's mm. where it's all gonna all gonna live. But I don't think until we see the the original content, which you know there was precious little of that discussed during the the keynote, it's going to be really hard to see how this is going to distinguish itself. It feels a lot to me like Amazon Prime, for instance, which has its own sort of channels thing. Right. We'll come back to that in a second. Federico, though, again, this is the thing that they've been doing over the last couple of months where it's like, oh, yeah, well, this will be on everything. This will be on Samsung TVs and things mm -hmm. like that. So does that feel a little odd to you? This this almost it's almost like they've gotten religion that like if we're going to go in this direction, 
I guess Apple Music taught them this. Well, you've yeah. got to be on every single platform that you can be on. Yeah, that's. Um, I feel like they. Again, I go back to the idea that we got to get used to these different kind of Apple. Uh, until a couple of years ago, it would have been unthinkable to see Apple joining, you know, forces with Amazon to say we're bringing Apple Music to the Echo, or with Samsung to say we're embedding the iTunes. I guess now it's going to be called the TV app on Samsung television sets. Um, it, I guess, when you're doing services. Uh, the very idea of a service is to reach as many people as possible to provide the service. And also, you know, television. when it comes to televisions, um, of course, Apple is not making one. And people are buying all kinds of television sets. And most people are maybe resistant to the idea of adding yet another TV box to their TVs. Um, so... We're going to see, you know, we, this week we got the announcement that TV app will be compatible with the Roku and with the Amazon Fire TV. I think we're, we will continue to see more and more of this expansion, even though it is weird, it is odd to see Apple, you know, featuring these names and these products and these companies on their website and on in their keynotes. But it's what they need to do if they want to have a service that the majority of people everywhere can use. It's just what they need to do. So the the one th the main thing that I expected that we didn't get, but then it's, we didn't get this because we didn't even get pricing for some of these services. But so there's all of these different universes of subscription services now. So I was totally expecting them to announce some sort of master bundle. Uh, some people have said, you know, it'll be like, you know, Amazon Prime for like you pay this dollar amount per month and you get all of our stuff, right? And um, so that that's got to be inevitable someday, right? Yeah, um, I really thought they were going to announce uh, a bundle. Uh, of course, the problem is we don't have pricing for uh, the, the the Apple Originals on Apple TV Plus and the Apple Arcade. So they, you cannot announce a bundle unless you know the prices of all the elements that you know make up the bundle. Uh, but I do think there should be one and. You know, the bundle should also consist of iCloud, for example, maybe Apple Care, you know, all the other right. services like products that Apple sells. They should all be thrown into, you know, whatever you want to call it, Apple, Apple Plus, Apple One. I don't know, but I agree that the bundle should be a thing. And, I, you know, maybe in the fall we'll also get this kind of product. Real quick about the week of hardware refreshes. Um Surprised that the uh, iPad Mini lives on. By the way, I just got a notification that mine has just been delivered, so I'm super <laughs> excited. But um, surprised that the iPad Mini lives on. Yeah, I am a little surprised. I'm very happy though because I think it's a great, especially now that it's got an an A12 processor in it and has pencil support. It's a great little little iPad. I, I've I um, have a 9.7 inch one that I use mostly for reading and really light, you know, email and web browsing and stuff when I'm not working. And I'm seriously considering getting the mini because it's, it seems to me it's a perfect iPad for reading a book in bed and doing that sort of thing. Um, and the AirPods refresh, I feel like this didn't get a lot of attention, but there was a lot of rumors around things like noise canceling and other bells and whistles coming to that. Um, and that didn't happen. Do you guys know anything about that at all? Yeah, I think um, Mark Gurman from Bloomberg, he said that Apple is planning uh, another version for 
for next year with uh, noise cancellation and uh, there was some other feature that he was talking about but the idea is we're go according to German at least that we're gonna see a third generation and AirPods in 2020 at this point. Uh, it, it, that would be a little strange, I guess, because the original AirPods, they launched in December 2016. Um, maybe Apple will switch to an annual upgrade cycle for AirPods as well. Uh, I guess we'll see. Well, then the final, final question. Wither AirPower, because as when they when they announced the, the, the AirPods refresh with the wireless charging, I'm like, okay, tomorrow comes AirPower, and then it didn't come, yeah. and then I'm like, well, maybe they'll just do it on stage for funsies, or what the heck? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought that was going to be the Thursday announcement, and I've had a, a draft a draft article for Mac Stories drafted since last fall about air power. I mean, I know Federico and I keep placing bets on when it's going to come out, and, and we're, we're both wrong always. So, No insight from you on that, Federico? Uh, I'm a believer. I think it will come out eventually. Uh, I, I mean, it would make for, and this is just my personal speculation, but if it is true that Apple is actually placing orders for, you know, in the supply chain for air power, and it's late March, uh, that would be air power. It would be a fantastic April first release. I you was know, just, just gonna, you stole my yeah. As a final <laughs> troll, as a final troll for everybody, it would be amazing for April. That 1st. would be good. That would be fantastic. Well, literally, uh, that would be two days after this drops. People will find out if, if we're right about that. Um, thank you, gentlemen. I much appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Brian.